0: Welcome into the Talking Tide podcast on the Pigskin Podcast Network. I'm Chase Goodbread, sports columnist with the Tuscaloosa News, joined by Travis Ryder, the longtime senior analyst at BamaOnline.com. You can get the Talking Tide podcast at any app you prefer for your podcast, including Apple Podcasts. Catch us on Twitter at Talking underscore Tide. You'll get links, immediate links to all of our podcasts right there on Twitter. We want to thank Our sponsors uh, as well, that would be North River Dental Associates, Peterbrook Chocolatier of Tuscaloosa, and DraftKings. And with that, Travis, we jump into a preview of SEC Media Days, kind of colloquially now known as the unofficial start of college football season. I've always hesitated to give it that moniker, uh, particularly now that they seem to back it up into mid-July instead of late July like it used to be. Uh, but nevertheless, it it it, it signals a, a higher level of excitement for the coming season.
1: Yeah, it's one of those last mile markers. I will give it that. And that's always been sort of my uh, love-hate affair with SEC Media Days. In many ways, I don't like what it's become in terms of trying to work it as a member of the media or what the actual value It has in our capacities, uh, but certainly I've always appreciated what it signifies. And that's the approach, the very soon approach of another college football season. So when you think about significant mile markers, and I'm not countdown guy anymore either. I know, right? I mean, there's a lot of folks and God bless them. Good for them all throughout the off season three hundred and nine days until kickoff, <laughs> right. you know, yeah. I'm not that person anymore, uh, but I appreciate it. And I'm happy for those folks. The countdown is real at this point. That Monday to me, depth short
0: Monday is, is kind of what kicks it off. Yeah. Yes.
1: Uh, yeah. And- the, 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 the eve of fall camp or the start of fall camp. That's truly right. Chase. When yeah. it's, when it's here. Yeah, the practice,
0: no doubt, when they get the camps going as well. At any rate, a quick look at the schedule ahead for this year's Media Days. Travis, uh, day one on Monday, LSU, Ole Miss, and Missouri. Pretty good opener, I'd say, with uh, Lane Kiffin and Brian Kelly uh, coming right out of the gate, particularly Kiffin, who, who could very easily be the most quotable coach at Media Days this year. Probably only one contender other than him for that distinction. Uh, Tuesday, Alabama going early. They'll be first. Uh, Nick Saban, of course, bringing along Will Anderson, Bryce Young, and Jordan Battle as the Crimson Tide's three-player representatives uh, to be followed by MSU, South Carolina, Vanderbilt. Then on Wednesday, it's Arkansas, Florida, Georgia, Kentucky, and closing it out on Thursday with Auburn, Tennessee, and Texas A&M. Uh the lay of the land Travis let, let, let's let's talk excitement first i'm, I'm going to give you uh i'll get, I'll, I'm going to throw five names at you and you rank them for me in terms of who you're most interested to hear to the least okay we'll start with okay. uh, uh Greg Sankey uh, Okay Nick Saban Okay Jimbo Fisher Okay Kiffin Yeah and Mike Leach
1: Oh, gosh. Leach would be last of those five. I can go ahead and give you that. I mean, I know it's fun to hear him talk about jelly beans and Halloween treats ranked in order. He's
0: too much of a wind-up toy, isn't he?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's almost like putting a quarter in the jukebox back in our day. You know, and he plays his greatest hits for you. No, I mean, it's entertaining still. still. I mean, it, it is, but... No, he would be at the bottom of that list. Um, you know, Kiffin is gonna get a lot of love on this type of list, but for me, he's kind of similar to Leech at this point uh in that regard. Uh he, he's also kind of hard to take seriously. Um, but he will give you something, you yeah. know. He he will bring some fun to it. So right. it needs levity. You know, my complaint with SEC media days in a lot of years is that uh, we've lost the characters, you know, from the game that, that used to to show up. And especially with Ed Orgeron out now, Yeah, um, Brian Kelly's not going to give you that kind of character. Um, right. He'll have more character, but he's not a character. <laughs> so that'll be different. So I'd probably go with that. I mean, I, I think saving. And Sankey are almost neck and neck. Front and center, right? Because they're synonymous with college football right now and college athletics. Um, When you talk about the head of the SEC addressing the media, all of college athletics will be tuned in on Monday to hear what Greg Sankey has to say about a myriad of topics, especially some that are very fresh on the collegiate athletics landscape right now, Chase. And then I think almost simultaneous with that will be Tuesday when you hear from Nick Saban and he's asked to comment on a lot of these same issues. And then plus you're still going to have some of the Jimbo residue there. So Jimbo would be in that kind of mix to probably third for me. The tough thing with Jimbo is once he gets going, you know, it's, it's hard to keep up with Jimbo the pace, but um, that would probably be my, you know, Sankey, Sabin in either order. Jimbo, then Kiffin, then Leach for me. What about you?
0: You know, Jimbo's at the bottom for me, just because I don't think he's going to go there, right? And it, he, he'll be he'll be baited about the Nick Saban tiff as will Saban. Neither one of them are going to go there, and and if Jimbo doesn't go there, I don't. I'm not expecting uh, much from him. In, in, in terms of noteworthy yeah. commentary, so hit, I'll put him at the bottom. Uh, I'll I'll drop Leach at four for some of the same reasons that you cited. Leach is fun. he is a character. He is he is fun a lot of times. I just feel like with him, the the reason why I, I I'm gonna put Kiffin higher on my list than Leach is because first of all, Kiffin's liable to drop a bomb that actually has something to do with football. Yeah. Whereas when when Mike Leach makes headlines, it's it's what he thinks about, you know, which uh, which mascots would beat each other a fight. You know, this kind of stuff, <laughs> you know, the peripheral stuff, candy right. or, or whatever it might right. be, you know, something off the field uh, tends to be what the what the stick is with his commentary, Lane Kiffin. Um, you never know what he's gonna say. He's let yeah. he's he, he's he's more unpredictable, I think, in that regard.
1: There's there's probably team. more I want to know about Ole Miss's football team too that I'm gonna get yeah. from Lane And I there's really not a lot, to be honest with you, that I need to know or am interested to know about Mississippi State. Whereas at Ole Miss, I mean, you've got Matt Corral moving on. You got a quarterback situation there. You got a couple of new coordinators. Um Lane the self described king of the portal. So 15, 16 guys.
0: That's coming a in there. that's a yeah. new
1: football team in a lot of ways. And I, I don't think the expectation is going to change that much. I don't think people think this is another um New Year's Six bowl team. You know, I don't think people see them being a sugar bowl type team again this year, but I mean they're still gonna be in that eight to ten win conversation.
0: No doubt. So I, I think both of us kind of look at sankey and Savin at the top of the list and you know like you said uh sankey's comments on conference realignment and potential expansion those are going to be widely paid attention to he he's going to he's going to be quizzed pretty hard about the secs of course he's going to be fully prepared no one's yeah. going to be more, no one's going to be more scripted than sankey but he'll be asked about whether or not the sec has any interest in going to 20 teams and his answer is going to be not at this time. I'm going to I'm going to lay that uh, odds on that Travis at uh uh 10 to 1 if anybody wants to bet, bet against that.
1: I think Sankey, you tell me, I think he is so much more comfortable in his skin in that gig though than he was when he first jumped in there after Mike Slive stepped away and, you know, it was already headed this way with the SEC and those Slive opening statements back in the day before Mm -hmm. he went away. It was it was already on that path towards being captivating, must see, must listen, must read the transcript type of stuff and and, and what we're going to hear from Sankey tomorrow. And it's it's only accelerated here in the last few years with with Greg Sankey. I'll be honest with you. Greg Sankey initially, I thought he was I thought he was a little bit run over in some instances. You know, you had the situation uh four, five, six years ago with Florida LSU, you had the hurricane game. Remember that in Gainesville? Right, and right. uh you know, Florida was adamant about not playing the game. Mm. It was supposed to be played in in Gainesville. Well Joe Oliva basically tried to take the whole situation over from the LSU perspective and demand that it either be a forfeit or the game be played in Baton Rouge and um you know I thought Joe Oliva tried the big boy Greg Sankey a, a pretty good bit in that situation and it it kind of came off that way ultimately Oliva got the game played in Baton Rouge and of course Florida went out there and won mm. which seemed appropriate but um since then no he is he stepped up to the plate I have to admit
0: he he's also really good and and, and Sly was really good at this too. I think Sankey might even be a little bit better, but in terms of a comfort level talking to reporters, yeah, and, and, and never stepping in a pile of it uh, at a public microphone, Sankey's got a smooth tongue, and, and and you gotta have that if you're the commissioner of anything.
1: Well, I mean, right now the SEC is synonymous with. Collegiate athletics in general, I mean, it's what you think of. Yeah. When you hear college athletics, you think of the Southeastern Conference first and foremost. I know the Big Ten would still like you to believe that they're the forerunner in collegiate athletics. They're not in terms of what moves the needle. Needle, anyway. You know, if you want to break it down to a granule uh, granular level, I guess we could do that maybe, but no. Um, For just the average person, the average sports fan, they think SEC. And so, um, yeah, that's where Sankey's comments on Monday are going to be. Again, they're going to be captivating.
0: All right, Travis, moving on to another topic. Uh, Let's talk hot seats for a minute real quick. Always fun around media day time in the summer to kind of assess these things. I, I wrote a little something about it this past week, as a matter of fact. I don't, I only see one seat in the league that I would truly call hot. and We all know who it is. Uh, that Brian Harson down on the plains. Uh, beyond that, what I'm looking at is a lot of recent turnover, which begets a certain level of patience, right? With fan bases, with athletic directors, whatever. This one begat that one, yeah. and that one <laughs> begat that. Give
1: me some Dole Hargraves on the podcast. Yes. I love it.
0: Yes. <laughs> um, so i I guess I'll pose it to you this way, Travis. Uh I'm sure I'm sure we both agree Brian Harrison's on the hottest seat in the league, but if you were to if if you were to rank it, who would you say has the second hottest seat in the league? Yeah, Never you know,
1: I think we've moved on from hot seats. I think we're straight to ejection seats. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. just <laughs> they don't even. They don't have a chance to get hot anymore. You know, no. Next thing you know, they're just boom, They're gone. Like <laughs> well, no, uh, no parachute. Well, no, they all no, got no, a parachute, no. Golden parachute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it's Brian Harson. I mean, that's that's the 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 clear leader there. Um, wow, to even look beyond him, you know, there's the programs that you typically or at least even in recent history have been able to sort of just turn to and go, well. This is a job where somebody's probably in trouble. Ole Miss, right? right. South Carolina. Um, maybe Mississippi State. Not so much, though, with Dan Mullen, but certainly with Moorhead. Uh, that was a pretty consistent theme in his short time there. Um, Kentucky. But you look at those jobs right now. You know, Mark Stoops isn't going anywhere forever. Right. If he wants to stay in Lexington. Shane Beamer won a damn bowl game in year one at South Carolina. Kiffin at Ole Miss, uh, Leach at Mississippi State. Arkansas is one of those places you would certainly look. Sam Pittman's not going anywhere. No. no. Uh, LSU just underwent a coaching change. So I don't even really know where to turn to Clark Lee at Vanderbilt. But does Vandy even care enough to make a move on a guy in year two? I don't think so, Chase.
0: I was just going to say that if you look at – if you look at the programs where people might be um, starting to, you know, yeah, starting to your water a little bit. Programs, it's, it's, it's places where there's lots of patience. Van, I'll give you Missouri. one. I'll give
1: you one. Billy Napier going into year one.
0: <laughs> That's hot enough. Yeah.
1: No, 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 Chase. We're gonna be patient. We understand. He's a program <laughs> builder, Chase. He's a program builder. We know that going in. Yeah, you, you believe that about as much as I do. I can They tell. turn
0: him over pretty quick there, don't they?
1: <laughs> yeah, they do. well, you know, Missouri is interesting. I don't think with is in any trouble at this point. Um, and I like him. I think he's one of those guys when you talk about uh, undervalued SEC media day guys, coaches at the podium. I he's, he's a good one up there. Um, but, yeah, I, we, can, we can talk and, and kind of joke about Billy Napier, but Billy Napier starts out 0-2 after Utah and Kentucky, and then who knows with South Carolina coming down the pike. What's that going to be like, Chase, in year yeah. one for Billy Napier? The, the, the
0: patience at Florida is is generally not too high. They, they, they I was surprised they stuck with Will Muschamp as long as they did. Um, I, and I think a lot of Florida fans look back on the must champ here and think that that should have been shorted out sooner than it was, mm. um, it, Dan Mullen, a little bit different story. Dan Mullen, I, I, I think, you know, was, um, it didn't fall apart on Dan Mullen quite like it did on must champ, at least on the field, you right. know, it kind of fell apart for Mullen a little bit more off the field. Uh, but, yeah, that that's a program for Alabama, Florida, Georgia, Tennessee. How about Baltimore. this? These one are the year places f- with the least patience.
1: One right year there. from today, and LSU. based on how we're thinking this season could go in the league, who might be a okay. coach or two yeah. that a year from now, given the the forecast, as right. we get really close to the start of this season – who is a coach or two that we might envision in that scenario one year from now?
0: If you drop a real stinker of a season on every coach in this league, which I think right. is how you, how you look at it. Um, gosh, what if Jimbo stinks it up, Travis? And, yeah. he, and he's sitting on a 10-year, $95 million, million dollar contract extension. Uh I, you know they're not going to re- be ready to kick him out the door a year from now, even if he has a bad year. But man, for what they're paying, uh, yeah. and, and the expectations there, uh, you got to think they're going to be uh, there are going to be a few torches at the door. I think I think if Kyle
1: Mississippi State. State turns a four and eight, Mike might not be so funny anymore. Yeah, over there in the Golden Triangle, chase.
0: His uh the beloved the act, is Mike
1: or, that can get old quick it just, it, and then Mike doesn't handle it so good. Uh, when they start telling Mike that the act's getting old, Mike doesn't always respond so good to that. Gets yeah. a little ornery. It's like know.
0: it's like the carnival when, it, yeah. when it's at its filled in one town, it's Texas up Tech with Mike. Moves another town. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I would throw Mississippi State out there yeah. in a stinker scenario.
0: Lots of fun. All right. The Talk of Tide podcast. Going to thank a couple of sponsors right now, starting with North River Dental Associates and that fantastic dental hygienist staff over there at North River. For Dr. Jack Smalley, I was there this past week for my routine cleaning, got in and out of there in about 45 minutes, door to door. Up and down from that waiting room couch and really the blink of an eye. I don't even bother cracking the magazines anymore, Travis, because by the time you open one up, uh, they're calling you back. By the time you can even uh, glance at the table of contents. Uh, so back I go and uh, had a great experience, as I always do. The teeth checked out fine, fortunately. Uh, so I'm, I'm good for another six months. Uh, but they can do anything you need dentistry wise at North River Dental. Cosmetic dentistry, pediatric dentistry for the kids, laser dentistry, dentures. The teeth whitening services are extremely popular as well. Botox and Juvederm treatments can be had also. The phone number is 752-3506 if you'd like to make an appointment with Dr. Jack and his great staff. Or you can make an appointment online at NorthRiverDentist.com. It's North River
1: Dental Associates. Going to tell you about Peterbrook Chocolatier right there in the Indian Hill section of Tuscaloosa. We talked about it last week, Good Bread. It is gelato in July. And every Wednesday during the month of July at Peterbrook Chocolatier at 1530 McFarland Boulevard North, you're going to get a free scoop of gelato. And Chase, I am told that one of our faithful listeners to this podcast, uh, was in the store on Wednesday, visited with the chocolate lady, said she, she loves the show. And she heard the the call out for Gelato July. Mm-hmm. And she got in there last Wednesday to get her scoop of gelato. We appreciate that. We appreciate her listening and paying attention to the podcast, obviously, as well. But you can do the same on Wednesdays in July. Free scoop of gelato on Wednesdays in July, of course, Still have summer camps winding down, but a few more weeks to go. Give them a call at 205 752 0211. Get signed up for the summer camps before they are a thing of the past this summer at Peterbrook Chocolatier.
0: I might have popped in there for my own gelato. Uh, yes. On Wednesday. Had a, yes. Uh, had a nice little scoop to top off a lunch over at Southern Ale House, which is a friend of the show. Cleanse as well.
1: so the palate. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yes. Outstanding. Finally, I going to tell you all about our corporate sponsor. That would be DraftKings. The action never ends at the DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer. Tons of ways to bet on all of your favorite sports. Feel the heat of the season like never before. Right now, the DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet of up to $1,000. That's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000. And if it is not a winner, you'll get another shot to cash in. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code TPPN. That's the Pigskin Podcast Network acronym. And make your first deposit for a risk-free bet of up to $1,000 with promo code TPPN only at the DraftKings Sportsbook. And Travis, uh, we will close out the final few minutes here on Talking Tide. Uh Talking a little bit more about SEC media days, what may or may not come out of it. Uh, Some thoughts quickly from you, I guess, on the three guys who got chosen by Nick Saban. And maybe we'll talk about some of the other top players who are going to be on hand at the College Football Hall of Fame in Atlanta. But one thing that struck me, Travis, about the trio that got chosen, Anderson, Bryce Young, and Jordan Battle, is, is that they're the the three best players on the team. And no, that's not what one would expect uh, because it's become used to be that way. I think, Uh, but this has become a place where the three best media representatives on a given team go, not necessarily the best players, Uh, but in this case, and, and I, and I, I'll stand up for Jordan battle as the third best player on the team. You could make an argument for some other players for that distinction as well. I think he's the third best player they got. For the three best players to also be your three best representatives, I think it says something.
1: Yeah, I, I think you can make that argument for, for Jordan for sure. Now, we'll see by the end of the season because the transfer portal, we may be saying a lot of great things about Jameer Gibbs come December or Jermaine Burton or Tyler Steen or Eli Ricks because they, they, they did go in that portal for some – immediate impact types, but going into this thing, absolutely. I I think that not only are you talking about two of the top four or five overall players in college football and Bryce Young and uh, Will Anderson, you're talking about two permanent team captains from a year ago. So Mm -hmm. even if they weren't your best players, if they were captain types, they were definitely going to make that trip, you would think, over to Atlanta. I I think that it's interesting, though, because – if, if Henry Toa Toa is still at Tennessee, he's probably going to Atlanta this week with the balls, right? right? As right. one of their three. So, and I um, wouldn't
0: have been shocked to see him. Ha- ha- right. Ha- he, ha- he if, if it wasn't going to be battle,
1: surprised. yeah, Toa Toa would have been to me on the very short list of guys um, that that might have gone over too. So, yeah, DJ Dale maybe in that mix as a veteran. Uh, but the three that Alabama is sending over it, it absolutely makes sense. And, you know, you look around the league, as you alluded to there, I'll give you a trio that I really like that maybe a lot of people won't talk about. I like Arkansas. I like bumper pool. I like KJ Jefferson and I like Jalen Catalan, the safety. I think that's a really good three of just, if you just want to talk about football players in the trios that are going over, I like that Arkansas group too.
0: Is this year seven for bumper pool? Or year, year, I mean, it's he's one of those guys, Travis. They have a bumper pool like,
1: every year. We'll be saying the same thing about Drew Sanders, maybe, now that he's yeah. in Arkansas, you know?
0: Yeah.
1: Drew Morgan, bumper pool, um, you know. Uh, they had uh, one of the Henrys, Hayden Henry, I guess it was, Hunter's brother that was a linebacker last year. Yeah, um, Drew Sanders is next. Uh, yeah, it does. It seems like bumper pool's been there since um, Houston Nuts' first season or two there in the mid nineties.
0: That's a group. Uh, that's a strong group there for sure. No doubt about it. What? Um, who on this list, uh, Travis? Might you consider? Um, you know, sleeper may not be the word because all these guys are pretty good players. Uh, but somebody who you think might jump out and and uh, kind of have a, a a breakthrough season. One for me, I'll throw one out. I, I like Zach Pickens, the defensive lineman from South Carolina. I think he's got a a, a good chance to step in and, and be one of the top DLs in uh, the SEC East. Uh, anyone else jump out to you as as somebody who'd maybe be a, a little underappreciated, maybe?
1: Yeah, you know, I'd have to give that some thought. But I go back to Jalen Catalan of Arkansas because he had the big year in 2000. and. Then he had the shoulder injury last year. About midseason had the shoulder injury, and uh, that was problematic. Just look at what Alabama did through the year. Not that I think Jalen Catalan could have prevented some of that, but a school record performance yeah. <laughs> from uh, from Bryce Young in that game. Uh, yeah, he's a really good player, and I think people will get reacquainted with him and then some in 2022.
0: SEC Media Days once again on tap for Monday through Thursday. Travis and I will be back again uh, soon enough to recap SEC Media Day's look ahead uh, at fall camp. We'll be podcasting a little bit more frequently as we head toward the season. Uh, Travis, I, we're coming down to the end of season six on Talking Tide, Travis. Wow. And, uh, where, you know, some might say that the, that the right time to flip to uh, episode 7.1 would be right now ahead of SEC media days. I think I'm, I think we're going to flip that, okay. that season calendar uh, right. Uh, that, that, that 7.1 episode will be our, maybe our camp preview coming up in uh, a couple of weeks. What do you think?
1: Yeah. That's, I mean, that's to me, that's when the calendar flips. Yeah. Officially, as we talked about earlier, you know you get into fall camp or right at the start of fall camp that's that's the start of another year
0: I believe this is episode 54 of season How about 6 that? so uh, we'll yeah. come in at 50, maybe 55 56 Double episodes nickels. or so for yeah. for uh season 6 and uh, on to season 7 right before fall camp looking forward to that looking forward to talking to our listeners and viewers uh another year of Alabama football upon us Travis uh, had a lot of fun in this one as well. For Travis Ryer of Bamaonline.com, I'm Chase Goodbread of the Tuscaloosa News. We'll talk to you next time on Talking Tide.